Hi everyone! Welcome to the first ever episode of Cora Contemplates. I'm your host, Cora, and today you are tuned in to the premier segment of Health, Wealth, and Happiness. And it's a good one. Today we're talking about the mental health crisis. Are people really going as crazy as the news reports? Since the pandemic, mainstream media has blasted headlines everywhere you look, touting a surge in mental health concerns amongst people. Even before the pandemic, we were being primed for many years to believe that more people are losing their minds. But with the ever-growing abuse of power from corporate and government-sponsored platforms, we are now more than ever bombarded with stories which only support this idea. From school shootings, to civilians being attacked by police, to random people giving their testimonies on how frightened they are by what they're seeing and hearing on TV. Headlines boast ridiculous statistics from poorly conducted research, which always reinforces what they're trying to sell you. You'll never see a headline saying, whoops, the method was botched to produce a particular result. The sample group wasn't realistically representative of the general population. The data was skewed to favor one outcome which isn't replicable even in a controlled setting. The research was paid for by the company with a conflict of interest, and scientists were forced to sign gag orders preventing them from revealing any contradictory information And they're even threatened if they don't produce the results the company paid for, etc. You get the idea. What's worse is more people have no idea what proper methodology consists of and seriously lack the skills to read and comprehend industry-specific terminology-laden papers, which can be dozens of pages long, and foreign speak to anyone who hasn't been put through the rig to learn this valuable skill. And this is how they get away with lying, by undereducating, manipulating, and making sure people don't have the attention span to get past the seven word shocker emboldened at the top of the page people are feverishly scrolling by. Celebrities are posting their typically scripted videos pushing this narrative as well. And there's an uptick in movements all over social media, with people convinced they're crazy, coming out to promote awareness and talk about their own pity stories. Most people are so desperate for attention in this look-at-me society that they want to be part of something, even if it means being a victim. This has led to mass, meaningless movements, which we'll definitely cover at some point because I obviously have a lot to say about this. But I don't say this to be harsh or to downplay pain anyone may actually be experiencing. I say this because if I had let myself get carried away in pity and helplessness through the various situations and people I've been truly and deeply victimized by, I'd be living my years in a padded cell with a drug drip in my arm. If I'd let myself be defined by any one of the diagnoses I'd been given by my trusty healthcare advisor, I'd no lie have about eight different conditions and be on half as many medications. I say this to be honest and to tell you that if you're someone who feels helpless or hopeless, to not let yourself get swept away in that. 
Critically assess who or what is making you feel this way and change it. If you're experiencing mental anguish, there's a high probability that it's fixable with lifestyle changes. You don't have to live with it. And while changing isn't easy for many people, it is possible and doable. To carry on, don't forget celebrities and influencers are paid to emotionally manipulate you and get you to feel a certain way. Marketing isn't a multi-billion dollar industry by accident, and these people aren't paid well above other respectable, important jobs for no reason. They're paid to post what they're told to think and to create a well-orchestrated fever versus what's actually true, even if they themselves don't buy what they're selling, which you'd be surprised a lot don't. I'm here to say that the whole mental health crisis is bullshit. That's right, straight cold crap from a BPA riddled can. Majority of the time, the culprit for feeling crazy or out of control of your life is due to a handful of scenarios. You're around toxic people, in a toxic environment, or you're intaking toxic things. First and foremost, I want to preface this conversation with my own personal testament as to why I'm qualified to make this assertion. I have worked with counselors since the tender age of six, initially for being in a volatile environment growing up, which parlayed into a whole host of other issues, which forced me to be monitored, if you will. This lasted consistently through my teenage years, and I was a familiar face at local public mental health clinics, which I had also been hospitalized in. I won't get into the details of my life experiences because not only is this not about me, but I strongly believe in a certain level of privacy. Not everything about one's life should be made a public spectacle. As well, I'm not looking for any reactions from anyone, especially pity, which I absolutely abhor. Continuing, You can imagine that after so many years of being surrounded by mental health professionals, I became an expert in how to talk my way out of their attempts to diagnose and medicate me by learning their rhetoric, reading the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, and using it against them. By 15, I was told by multiple doctors who were treating me that I needed to go into psychiatry or psychology. They even provided me with study materials from their own arsenals. I eventually chose the latter because I've always believed that talking to people and not medicating them is the key to treatment and low recidivism rates. But to culminate, before I reached this point, I was convinced for the longest time that I myself was crazy and for years on end, I acted the part, dangerously struggling to the point of death many times. I was coerced by these very well-educated, under-experienced people who often get kickbacks to push drugs onto patients. By current times, I've been on both sides of the coin. I've been the traumatized, the disordered, the addicted. Also, the published psychology student who graduated with outstanding honors and 
was prized by my mentors who just knew I had a bright future in this industry and a paved way to success within it. It wasn't until after I'd become such an expert in mental health and spent decades within this realm that I realized the truth. There isn't only rare, specific cases in existence of mental illness. What most people have been convinced of is a facade with multi-trillion dollar backing industries behind it, including the mainstream news and social media, Hollywood, and the medical and pharmaceutical machines. The truth is, what leads most people to believe there's something wrong with them, in addition to the aforementioned industries, is the people they surround themselves with, their environments, and the lifestyles they lead. Let's get into why. Beginning with the environment and people in your everyday or immediate surroundings, what you intake becomes you. If you're surrounded by chaos, you will become chaos. Some people are inherently toxic, and you know the ones I'm talking about. The gossipers, the uncalculated risk takers, the ones who always seem to be surrounded by drama and always have unbelievable stories to tell. I noticed after many years of being around people like this and finally getting a break from them, which I didn't even know I needed, that wow, I'm having an unusually good day today, or hmm, I didn't talk to so-and-so. Geesh, it's been nice to do this and not talk about their problems. These people can be anyone in your life, a family member, a spouse, a coworker, someone you call your friend, but in reality, they just seem to stress you out or bring trouble with them whenever they come around. And you can identify these people around you by noticing how you react to their presence. They may also target you as company to keep because you're someone that's always fixing situations for them or rescuing them, so to speak. Maybe you give them advice because they continue to complain about the same things but never change, which takes a lot of energy for something that has absolutely zero return on investment. They might be able to redirect their anger or ill will towards you more easily than someone who's willing to put their foot down and say, no, I can't be around you because you're toxic. I'll give you a couple of examples. In my own life, my family was toxic for me to be around on a regular basis. By the time I was in seventh grade, I'd been kicked out and actually getting away and being on my own literally saved my life. I had no idea before getting this break that, hey, I'm not actually crazy. I'm feeling good and I'm focusing on positive things for once. What was primarily stressful for me in this particular dynamic was people who didn't know how to communicate. There was a lot of shouting, cursing, crying, fighting, and just drama all the time. Certain people were also perpetual backstabbers and would do the, I care about you, you can talk to me routine, only to gossip about it with other people. Anyway, 
you get the picture. There was a general blanket of negativity that never lifted. The fix for me was escaping these people and this environment. Realizing that feeling like a mad woman all the time was actually not normal. And hey, it's not even me. Being around this all the time caused me to feel and think in ways that were harmful. Caused me to develop unhealthy coping mechanisms, which unfortunately followed me well into adulthood. And if you can believe it, it actually caused me to be sick for years on end to the point that I had multiple brain scans because doctors thought I might have a brain tumor causing me to be so sick. It wasn't, it was just stress. I wish I could say that my family members overcame this way of living, but that hasn't rang true. They still surround themselves with people who don't have their best interests at heart and perpetuate toxic and stressful environments because they're afraid to break the cycles, as a lot of people are. Another scenario which is a good example is a great guy I know and his former boss. He embarked on a new job experience with all the enthusiasm in the world. And let me tell you, he is the most patient, conflict-avoiding person I've ever met. As someone who is very high conflict myself, even when it's in a healthy way, I'm often flabbergasted at his ability to be patient and kind and anti-confrontational when he has every reason to be the antithesis of these things in certain moments. So anyway, I noticed that after a few months, he was exhibiting anxiety when his boss would call him or when he would have to work closely with him on the job for a few days, he would be in a low mood. This would follow him home, and for at least a couple of hours after work, he would be consumed with the stress he experienced on his job. After long-term observation and countless discussions, I realized the unequivocal reason. His boss was toxic and creating a stressful environment. The ways which he would do this would be to discredit tasks that he would do, not from a critiquing standpoint, but a critical one with hostile undertones. You know, just making little jabs like, ugh, what are you thinking, man? Or get it the fuck together. Or you young people just can't do anything right. Sometimes worse. And over a regular extended period of time, this could get to anyone. His boss was also an alcoholic who partook in drug use, cheating on his wife, and all kind of adverse behaviors. When he communicated, he was most of the time intoxicated and irate with something or someone else, and he would take it out on my companion because he's not a combative person. This lasted for a while, and Finally, after a climatic event, which I knew was coming, enough was enough for my friend and he got away. Sometimes we try and justify why we're still around someone who makes us feel stressed or even crazy. We tell ourselves, well, they're family and family comes first, or they cut my paycheck, so I don't have a choice. I've got to pay bills. But look deeper. 
And you'll find something within yourself that's the true reason for not cutting ties. I usually find that it's fear of change or fear of being alone or lonely because the toxic person is someone you're around often or someone who has power over your life in some way. I've found that sometimes the predictable, even while dissatisfying, seems more comfortable than making major changes. Most people will only change when they're forced to, when the situation they're in becomes more uncomfortable than the process of changing itself. Hopefully in sharing these scenarios, you can understand some of the ways to identify someone who may not be healthy for you to be around, or an environment which causes you to be stressed, to experience psychosomatic symptoms which can make you mentally unstable or physically sick because certain chemicals are released during times of stress. And over an extended period of time, this can cause even more severe, irrevocable health issues. Moving on, let's get into things that you intake that can also produce a state of madness, starting with the media and its pushers, or influencers, as most people term it. In another segment, we'll get into habs, habits and uh, substances. But for now, we're going to focus on this. Being able to identify toxicity in people and situations that I've encountered has allowed me to be able to apply this skill to applicable society. The mainstream media has come to be the fourth branch of government, and it pains me to see the way that they abuse psychological tactics by causing fear, panic, and coercing the public to abandon inalienable rights without them even realizing it. Obviously, COVID is a great recent example of this. I won't spend time on this segment getting into the real science of this hoax, and I don't mean the punchline phrase people who don't know dung about methodology rattle off because it makes them feel smart or sound informed, or the anti-science label the media emblazons people with if they don't agree with the crap they're psychologically assaulting people with. This is a great example of creating a toxic, stressful environment and even full-on lifestyle brought to you by people who aren't even in your immediate surroundings but are so well-equipped with money and tools that you're inevitably bombarded with it wherever you are. If you turn on your TV, you can't escape today's death toll or the threat of a new variant. If you're on social media, it's guaranteed someone you follow, famous or not, has spewed the demand for conformity. Put on a mask, or you're anti this or pro that. I've even heard references in songs, mask on, mask off, can't catch the COVID, etc. If you're taking a damn walk, you'll probably pass a sign telling you to muzzle up or else. This is causing masses of people all over the world to experience stress, isolation, and fear of the invisible and seemingly omnipresent, a 99% recoverable cold. Just say it with me for your own relief. Fuck all of that. Propaganda has caused so many people to live in fear, and guess what? 
rule of thumb in mental health, if it's the norm and not the exception within a population, it's not the individual, but the situation or environment. Propaganda such as that surrounding COVID is meant to further break those who are already broken and weaken the strong. And they don't do this by, you know, simple means. They gag your ability to speak through masks, which are 100% ineffective. They do this by advocating against communing with loved ones, with friends, and damage what's left of our society's foundation, which is the support of family and friends. Even if you have people that you were close with before this psychological operation, you probably have damaged relationships now as a result of distance, depression, differences of opinion. You may have even cut some of these people off altogether because the political and social divides which the media has created are sneaky and harmful to relationships. Just a side note, in a later segment, we'll get into how the system has broken down the family dynamic to hinder growth, creating generational wealth and stability. But they've also taken away activities and places that may bring you peace, health and happiness. Maybe even one of the few enjoyments you have outside of the daily rat race that is reporting for work or managing responsibilities. Whether it's working out, socializing in public places, or even freaking walking your dog. Not only that, but this scenario has also threatened livelihoods and people's ability to provide a sufficient living for themselves. As if the 99% weren't struggling hard enough before. All of this creates chemical reactions in the brain and body, which can break anyone down after continued deployment. And it's happening to so many people. People who intake this kind of material usually do every day, maybe even multiple times a day. And they may not realize that all of these things add up and put together over time, chisel away at happiness, stability, a solid foundation, general well-being, and overall mental health. In the future, When we talk about addiction, we'll discuss how to identify if you spend too much time on mainstream news or social media and how to resolve this bad habit. Well, guys, that about does it for today. Next time on the health, wealth, and happiness segment, we'll talk about why you shouldn't automatically or blindly trust your healthcare or veterinarian professionals and alternative paths to health and well-being for you and your loved ones, including fur babies. Also, look out for the first Rude Truth segment coming soon, which we'll be talking about how society is conditioning people to become victims of one trending movement or another, and how to avoid getting caught up in this scheme. Thanks for listening. And I hope that you're able to take something away from this discussion and apply it to your life. And if you find yourself experiencing anything that we talked about today, just know that there is another side of this. Look out for our next episode. And until then, be well, folks.